All right, well, welcome back to the Care Team Podcast, episode 84. Uh, our go-to verse is Roman 12, 2. Change your mind, change your life. And tonight, <laughs> speaking <Hi>. of, tonight, <laughs> well, welcome back to the Care Team Podcast. Uh, this is episode 84. Romans 12, 2 is our go-to verse, change your mind, change your life. And today, our topic is Mental Health Awareness Month, which goes from May 1st to May 31st mm-hmm. every year. But as we dive in, uh, we have a... Uh, a soft start and uh this is more of like a conversation starter if you would uh so i've got a few questions and uh we're gonna see how it goes so uh the first question is um if i can pull my questions up here what was your worst wardrobe mistake like and this is a wardrobe that you thought that hey maybe it was cool at the time maybe it wasn't cool at the time and then you quickly realized at some point in your life i shouldn't say quickly but somehow you realize at some point in your life that that was not very cool so yeah Lori, you got one? Well, you know, I started to say, so I was a teenager in the 80s. I started to say giant 80s hair because I had I had the biggest 80s hair there was. But now that I think about it, I don't think it was a mistake because I look back and it just was kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never, I never was very cool. So I can't pick just one particular thing. Yeah. Well, and as we were talking, I, I, I had these, I had two vests. One was like a... Uh, like a teal green and one was like a dark purple. Okay. I'd, I'd wear that up against like this like really clear Hanes white t-shirt. And I thought I was killing it. I had, you know. Like, did you just say a clear t-shirt? Oh, did I say clear? My, my bad. White t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like no, yeah. nothing on it. Yeah. Like a white. Yeah. Plain. Yeah. Plain. plain yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can picture that though. It's like gives off Ferris Bueller vibes. It does. Maybe. And maybe even like like uh, boy band vibes. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. It was I bet you like had a, that boy band hair. Well, well, I had a I had a really tall flat top. I think on one of the. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh. Awesome. And then I, and then the, I think the the next year I had like the the butt cut whatever <laughs> like we we call it a butt cut. I don't know. What <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do know what that is. Luckily, this only was a day or two long. Yeah. This mistake. And it was very much a mistake. But do you guys remember the hip hop duo Criss Cross? Yes. I do. They were known for wearing their clothes backwards. Yes. So can you guess yes. what I did? Yes. I wore my clothes yes. backwards. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. How do you? I don't understand how you even get dressed that well, way. Well, it wasn't easy, and uh, <laughs> it only, like I said, a day or two long. But yeah, mm-hmm. I sure thought it was cool the day I decided to do it. Yes. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, favorite uh, favorite kitchen smell. Favorite kitchen smell? Mm-hmm. Ooh, somebody else is cooking. When I walk into my <laughs> kitchen and somebody else is cooking. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Uh, I would have to say for me, a blackberry uh, pie mm, or a yeah. blackberry cobbler. I got to make you a blackberry cobbler. I make the best blackberry cobbler. Well, yeah, I, I saw what you did on, on social media that one time. I was oh, like, yeah. that looked pretty cool. So, Okay. Lori? I said my answer. Somebody yeah. else, I don't oh, care what it is. Somebody else, else is cooking. cooking. I'm oh. a happy girl. <laughs> No, I, I think baked goods. If yeah. something like cookies or a cake or something is baking, that yeah, okay. Cool. And then the last is if you could watch one movie the rest of your life. Well, I know I take it back. What's one movie you could watch over and over and over? Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, hands down. Not my not only my favorite holiday movie, my yeah. favorite movie. Okay. I, one of my it's it's not really like my favorite movie, but it's just a movie I could sit down and watch all the time. <laughs> Uh, would be the 1980s version of Red Dawn. Mm, that is a great movie. Yeah. 
So Wolverines. That sounds like I would need to take a nap while that was on. Wolverines. Oh, you can't take a nap with Wolverines. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. <laughs> not with the not, not when the Swayze's like keeping right, people. Right. Wait, yeah. Patrick Swayze is oh, there? Oh yeah. Okay. Charlie yeah. The lead guy. Maybe I'll have to check it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a crazy good cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jennifer Grey's in it. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. girl from. You don't know that movie. You're a product of the '80s. How do you not know and the the girl from uh, um, Back to the Future? What what's her name? The lady. Oh yeah, Elizabeth the play, Shue? she played the mom. Oh, she played um, the mom in Back to the Future. The young mom. I can't remember her name. Well, yeah. she played both. They well, yeah, used yeah, makeup yeah. on the yeah, but she was. Yeah, I love anyway. the Back to the Future movies. Those yeah. are some. So that, but my, I don't watch a ton of movies, but like. If I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I have to like have a go-to comfort, and it's usually something like a romantic comedy, like You've Got Mail or Kate and Leopold, a really okay. girly movie. Yeah. Those are my favorites. That's fair. you Got yeah. Mail is a great fall time movie. It is, yeah. yes. Something about fall time, coffee. Any, Do you know any, I've any, never seen that movie? I've never seen that movie. Oh, you got to watch it. Okay. And even her comment That's about- That's Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as we dive in, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, this is um, Mental Health Awareness Month. And, uh, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of uh, a lot of resources out there, you know, everything from, you know, statistics to encouraging uh, discussions, maybe that maybe your work uh, or where you go to school has had a lot of discussion about. I know like uh, this whole month we're having mental health discussions you know, or mental health related topics with the sermon series. Yeah, uh, which is really good. And I know that our students are doing a lot with mental health. As well. I think you're making a good point maybe without even making the point, and that is I've heard you several times, instead of saying mental illness, saying mental health. And oh, one okay. of the things I want people... No, I, don't think I, really I think No, I think it's great. Yeah. And I, what I want people to hear is this. Every human being is at a varying level of mental health. Mm-hmm. We're all striving to be as healthy as we can. I hope we're striving to do that in all aspects of our lives, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. But we focus a lot on negatives. And I think Mm -hmm. a a way to reframe this is that yes, mental illness is a real thing. Yes. Some people have it severely, but every human being is somewhere on the scale of mental health and we're we're all striving to be as healthy as we can. Mm -hmm. So I really like that you've kind of focused on, on the health word rather than the illness. word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I know sometimes even, you know, depending on, um, I think I've spoke about this a couple of times in our podcast that, uh, some people even refer to like, uh, like not necessarily like brain illness, but like, uh, but like brain health, just, you know, how, mm. how, how is our, how's the physical, um, brain operating? Like, yeah, is it's there good. Some, yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, you were talking about stats. I'll give one, uh, 970 million people worldwide have a health, mental health disorder or a substance abuse disorder, meaning mm. things are not working the way they're supposed to work. Yeah. That is a lot of people, lot you know, people. and I, I know uh, one of the stats I heard, I I, I was looking at uh, um, the mental health uh, awareness website uh, and the stat that they have from 2020, I don't think, I think this is correct in 2020, but I want to say it's, it's doubled uh, in the last two years. And that is that it says here one in five people experience challenges with their mental health where I think the most recent I heard was actually closer to like 39%, 40%. Um, so either way, you're still talking, even if you say it is one in five or somewhere in between that, that, that's a lot of people, you know, you know, it is. And, um, I'm not always the person that focuses on the positive, but I, I think a positive about that is where the, the stigma around talking about your mental health, getting help for your mental health is beginning to wane and mm-hmm. people are beginning to feel 
okay and being more open about that and seeking out support, even from their friends and loved ones. Because mm-hmm. I know there was a time, you know, if you were dealing with depression or anxiety, you just kind of had to bottle it up and deal with it. And, oh, yeah. And I, and I and so those stats are, are staggering. But part of the reason those stats are bigger is people are more free to talk about that and to seek help. So if we're looking at the silver lining, the silver lining is that churches are addressing this. And, um, you know, you hear more about it on TV and people talk about it on podcasts like we are. And it's becoming this approachable thing wherein just a few decades back, you really couldn't talk about it. Yep. Well, and um, yeah, I mean, we, we were talking uh, in Iron Man uh, this week uh, after Iron Man was uh, got over and uh, Doug Rich, one of our care ambassadors, he made a really good point. He goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, if you think about it, we, we talking about the, the couple guys over there and I would include us three as well. We grew up in a, in a culture where it was like, suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? And so just you think about suppressing all that stuff and all mm-hmm. that stuff coming out sideways, but yeah. Um, and we didn't talk, we didn't talk about feelings when mm-hmm. I grew up. You just, like you said, you just sucked it up. You just moved on and, um, yeah, when people talked about mental illness or mental health, it was, oh, you're weird, you're, and it's things have changed, and I think it's good. Yeah. You know, the flip side of that, I was talking to a couple this weekend. They're struggling with their son, and he's got a couple of things going on, and one of them is he's had a, he's had a mental health diagnosis, and yet they don't want to give him a full-on diagnosis because he's not an adult, which, by the way, I agree with. But even the diagnosis they've given this person, I think – you know, once you put that label on somebody, it's very hard for that label to ever come off. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to make everything clinical. We want everything to have a neat and tidy description. We want to be able to throw a pill or a medication at it. And and hear my heart. There are folks that medication does a world of good for. So we are, we are pro-medication for the people who absolutely need mm-hmm. it. But I'm definitely anti-medication for the people who don't really need it. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, especially when we're talking about an adolescent, you've got hormone surges. You have the basic trying to figure out your place in the world and pushing it back against your parents because they're an authority and you're trying to become an adult. And that's a really messy place to try to diagnose somebody. Now, do some kids need a diagnosis? Do some kids need medicine? Yes. But I'm just saying we should be careful about that because yeah. um, we're going from one extreme, this extreme where you can't talk about anything. You, we don't care about your feelings, right. et cetera, to everything's a diagnosable disorder. And that's not true either. And that's kind of why I wanted to open with that idea that we're all on a spectrum of mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think I think kids sometimes at age, at adolescence, they hear that diagnosis or that term and they latch onto it and they, they look at everything in their life through that lens of, Oh, I have this mental disorder, so I can't, or this is okay because I'm dealing with this mental disorder. Yep. And I don't think kids are the only ones that do that. No, sure. Yeah. Well, and and one thing too, to understand is, and, and I, I, I I love what you brought up and that is, you know, the fact that we're we're talking about it and, and to, to be, uh, um, intentional about meds versus no meds because uh, I know I know Tom and I we've had multiple conversations with uh, individuals families couples uh, and uh, we're definitely not anti-meds but we're not going to encourage you to just jump straight to meds you know uh, one thing I was uh, reading here as we were getting started is uh, you know mental health challenges um, you know that, that present themselves uh, they're not necessarily short term but it's also not necessarily permanent 
because you know they can resolve after treatment with counseling or medication or simply just the passing of time. And so just to, you know, just when we think about, you know, like, and, and some things are going to be longer term. I mean, like some things uh, may be permanent, but they're not necessarily permanent. A lot and, of people don't know even medications, SSRIs, which is, yeah. you, you know, throw out some names, right? Like Wellbutrin, Prozac, mm-hmm. some of these people know about. Those medicines were developed to be episodic. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know this. So those medicines were you're in a bad place, you're in a dark place, you're having high anxiety, high, you know, low depression. We're, you need a helper. So we're mm-hmm. going to give you this medication to help you out of this valley. Most of them were not designed to be long-term. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, and I encourage you to talk to your physician, do your own research about this, but truth be told, doctors don't actually know down to the specifics, how the mechanism of those drugs work. They just know they work. That's why the average person will have to try three of them before they find the one that's mm-hmm. for them. Now, again, this is not Northside especially, and not me either, being anti-medication. It is arming people with the information that there's a lot to do with our mental health that has to do with our spiritual health and our emotional health. And that even if we're on a medication, I know, Tommy, you and I have had this conversation, and I tell uh, people we counsel this all the time. Mm-hmm. If I'm an, the average person, my body chemistry is quote-unquote normal, then I have this, uh, let's just call it uh, f- you know, homeostasis at letter A. But if I'm a person whose body chemistry, mental chemistry, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have bipolar, then I'm, I'm at this valley. I'm below that person. Mm-hmm. All that medication is designed to do is to make the playing field fair and bring me up to A with the other person. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be a high. It's not meant to cure all my problems. It's meant to get me to a place where if I do need counseling and other intervention, it will have an effect. Medicine is not a problem solver. It's a tool to help get me to a place where these other things mm-hmm. can speak into my life. So I hope that makes sense to people that... Sometimes, and I've even had family members that this is true, they have, me- they have legitimate mental illness, but they're so sure this medicine is going to cure their problem that they don't do counseling, they're not mm-hmm. getting into the Word on a daily basis, the things that help us all, the things yep. that will help anybody. And the medicine just makes it so those things are more helpful. Yep, I think that's uh, a great yeah. description because I think sometimes people are put on medicine and they think it's going to change their entire personality and they're afraid of it. It's a really... That's a really good visual for yeah. that. Well, and, and like you said, I, I know like with our, um, well, I'll, I'll just say a family member uh, went through and was on multiple medications. And you could see, you know, like certain medications early on, especially there were some uh, some uh, behavior things that came out of that where mm. we're like, no, that that's not a good idea. And then we saw things that were like physical symptoms started presenting themselves, like darkened circles around the eyes, mm. you know, things like that. And we're like, no, that's, that's not good. And so... Um, so I, I know, um, you know, on a very personal level, uh, you know, having navigated through that, it's, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. There's no, hey, this is definitely going to, and, and here's another thing too is uh, I, I learned, you know, as we were going through that process was um, uh, that even your metabolism can impact because, mm. you know, like the way you, the way you, uh, your metabolism works in conjunction with certain meds 
uh, can can rule out a whole bunch of meds that you can't even take. Yeah, you know, regard, you know, so yeah. Well, and and I'll I'll just give the flip side of this so that people feel like mm. we're being fair, and that is, I worked for a number of years as an addictions counselor. Yeah, and with addictions, we we use a fancy word called comorbid. All that means mm-hmm. is really a co-occurring condition. Yeah, and with substance abuse, there's often a co-occurring mental illness or mental mm-hmm. health issue, and I have seen medicine make a night and day difference in somebody's ability to stay sober and their ability to hold down a job and be mm-hmm. in a relationship. So the flip side of that is, and that's why we say we're not really for or against, we're for people being informed and cautious and and praying and listening to the Holy Spirit and pulling in people they trust to help make those decisions so that you're literally getting the best health and wellness you can out of it. Because I remember talking to a doctor one time and I was frustrated and I said to him, doc, every time I get medication, I feel like I get all the, all the uh, side effects. And he goes, well, you're guaranteed at least two. And I thought that was really interesting coming from a doctor Mm -hmm. because every medicine has side effects. And the way doctors look at that, my understanding is now is that almost every patient they're looking at is going to get at least two of those side effects off of that list. Mm -hmm. Well, with some of the mental health drugs out there, those can be pretty severe and scary and can cause as much problems in some ways as they solve. So just again, just wanting people to be informed, to prayerfully make these decisions, to go to a professional, include your spouse, if that's in there, your family, people you trust, Mm -hmm. um, and don't ignore your spiritual health, your physical health, and your emotional health in dealing with your mental health. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I, I love that you brought all that stuff up. And again, I, I'm so grateful that you, that you, I was going to say earlier that you mentioned about the meds and bringing you up to that baseline uh, level. Cause I know I heard you say that before and that's just so it's, we, we can't say that enough. And so I, I'm just really grateful. I was going to ask you to say that. And then you said, I'm like, <laughs> all right, awesome. You went there. Cool. Um, you know, uh, just turning the corner a little bit here, if that's okay. Uh, one thing I, I, I want to also encourage folks too is uh, finding their identity and in, in, in conjunction with making sure that we're not self-diagnosing, making sure that, you know, above all else that our identity is in Christ. Amen. You know, like in Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2, I'll just read that. It's all about putting on the new self. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And so, you know, not to say that we don't, we shouldn't um, care or spend time, you know, navigating through our challenges. We shouldn't ignore them, but our, our, our key identity should be in Christ. You know, I am a Christ follower who has, you know, troubles or, uh, shouldn't say troubles, but, uh, I am a Christ follower who is navigating through some some mental health challenges. Good, it's really yeah. good. You know, because too many times I, I don't know about you, Tom. And I'm, I I think we've talked about this before a little bit in the past, and, I, and with Lori, is that many times people will come in and they'll say, "Well, I I'm just struggling with depression." It's like, "Oh, okay, so uh, who are you seeing?" Well, I'm not seeing anybody. So you're not diagnosed with depression, you know, and so and I tr- and try to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tease that out a little bit. I try to make sure that we understand this is not a, uh, you have not been diagnosed. Right. So, yeah. And, and there are people who, who do that. Uh, we, we do not diagnose here, nope. um, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, but, but that, that's not to say that we can't get you connected with somebody who can diagnose. Well, and, and I think we've maybe even said this on a previous podcast where we've touched on depression specifically, mm-hmm. but 
you know, we also have to differentiate between clinical depression and depression. So yeah. if someone walks into the office for counseling and they say, I've got depression, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you at your word, but I'm not going to assume you're talking about clinical depression. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to think you're talking about the depression that comes when we don't deal with our feelings and we stuff down our fear mm-hmm. and our anger yeah, that, that, and our hurt, you know, the, thi- the things that we all deal mm-hmm. with, because at some point in our life, we'll all have depressed moments mm-hmm. uh, where we have a down mood, right? That's really what we're saying. It's more of a mood. When you have clinical depression, and I'm not going to go deep into this today, mm-hmm. but when you have clinical depression, there's literally neurotransmitters that are out of balance. So there's a chemical as well as probably emotional thing going on. And, you know, it may be the hen or the egg that came first. And that's, again, maybe a different podcast. But what I want people to know is, and what Tommy's saying is very important because in today's world, if I said to somebody on the street, I have depression, to be honest, they're probably assuming I'm clinically diagnosed. Mm -hmm. We all have depression. If you just tell me you have depression, my go-to is going to be, oh, you're feeling down. You're you're in a dark spot and you need some hope. You need some Jesus in your life because you need the light and you need some hope, right? I'm I'm not immediately thinking, oh, you need to be on medication and you have this severe disorder. Because again, having had a family member who who had a nervous breakdown and went into a deep depression, sleeping 16 hours a day, you know, not bathing, not taking real depression, real clinical depression, you know it when you're staring at it, right? Mm -hmm. And if you've walked in off the street to come into the church to talk about your depression, you probably don't have it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you're not at home in bed. (laughs) Uh, So I I think that was a really good point. And the other thing is that you said is if I start walking around, I'm depressed. No, I'm a person who has depression. If I say I'm depressed, then I'm the thing I'm describing. I am my depression. You're not your depression because hmm. you're lots of things, right? And right. like Tommy said, you're first and foremost a child of God. And if you believe in the Lord, you're a new creation in Christ. That's your identity. And and uh, I looked up, um, I'm not going to go into all I was going to, but I do want to mention this website for people. I, when I first, this is my eyesight. When I first turned it on, I was like, why is it Eric.com? It's not. It's, <laughs> it's dot com, all lowercase. And it's ethics, uh, um, ethics and religion, Liberty commission. And it had a lot of good stuff on there about mental health. But the biggest point that they tried to point out was, um, that there's lots of different ways we can get into mental health issues. There's, there's a, there's the physical. So kind of what we're talking about with the clinical, we're in a fallen and broken world. Our bodies are made from the dust of this world. Our bodies don't always function the way Christ um, wanted them to function either because we're broken along with the world. But there's also times where our sin and our disobedience lead us into a place of mental illness as well. Mm -hmm. And there's also times when those two things come together. So again, I I don't want to do I just want to give you that website and say if you want to check that out, there's a lot there um, and a lot of scripture. They have a lot of scripture to back all that. But just to remember that mental illness in general, there's lots of reasons mm-hmm. why someone finds themselves in that in yeah. that place. Yeah, you know, I I found this quote when I was reading, uh, getting ready for today. Uh, was uh, it says here, and I'm only going to read the second half, so it's only about four sentences. Um, what makes life di- or about five sentences? What makes life difficult is the process of confronting and solving problems. And a painful one, it is a painful one. Problems, depending on upon their nature, invoke us, invoke in us frustration or grief or sadness or loneliness, or guilt or regret or anger or fear or anxiety or anguish or despair. That's a lot of ors. Can't we just do <laughs> commas there? Anyways, 
I don't know. Uh, uh, so these are uncomfortable feelings, often very uncomfortable, often as painful as any kind of physical pain. Indeed it is because the pain that, uh, that events or uh, conflicts engender in us uh, what, we call, what we call them problems. And since life poses an endless series of problems, life is always difficult and full of pain as well as joy. And so a couple things there is that, you know, just like we were talking about, Tom, like we, we, are, we live in a fallen, broken world. We are, the, the world is broken. We are broken. But I, I love what, you know, to, to bring it back to the Bible just for a second. I, I love in John sixteen thirty three. you know, Jesus says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Uh, in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And Amen. so just that, you know, yes, there may be pain today, but we have hope for tomorrow. That's good. And so just finding that hope. But, um, but w- well, we appreciate you guys uh, uh, hanging out with us today. And uh, Tom, I think you said you wanted yeah, to, pray to pray us out. Yes. Okay, awesome. Well, Heavenly Father, um, we first and foremost are so grateful for you and your love, for your provision for your goodness and that you, you do above all offer hope. And, um, and Lord, that, that hope is, uh, grounded in the resurrection in your, in your death on the cross and taking sin, taking our, um, our failures, our sin, uh, what punishment awaited us and taking that, um, into the grave and then overcoming not only that Lord, but death that we might have life and have it eternal so that even if, uh, this life is tribulation, we have hope, uh, to be with you forever in the next. Um, Lord, I want to pray for all those folks that whether it's a family member or they themselves are struggling with, wrestling with mental illness and working towards mental health, Lord, that uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would encourage them, that you would strengthen them and embolden them. Lord, that you would help them find their identity primarily in you and not in their struggles. Lord, help us as a church, as a community, and as just Christian people to love those uh, who are struggling in this area, to be your hands and feet and to be your light and your hope to those we meet that are in this very large group uh, of people on the earth, Lord. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for this team. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, don't forget, you can check us out every other Thursday morning at 7 a.m. on Facebook, Amazon, YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. You can also go to mynorshow.com slash care. Uh, you can also check us out on our Facebook page or Instagram. Love you guys. We'll catch you next time.